You're dialed in to the Turn In Two podcast with your hosts, Matt Mills and Tito. Welcome back, Cardinal fans, to the first episode of 2022. It's me, your boy, Matt Deasy. And uh, <laughs> all right. Tito, Is I that know. how we're going to start off 2022? We're just going to start calling you Matt Deasy? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, what, we'll just go. I, I don't know. Okay. Where do you come up it's, with these names? My I, God. I'm on, I'm on the fly. I'm on the fly. All right. No. Um, it's, it's just, it's Matt knows I'm back, baby. I'm back. It's 2022. We're about to fire off. I'm here with um, the one, the only. Reading, I mean, his name is actually the Wordle God. Wordle God. But we like to call him Tito. Tito, it's been three months and seven days since we last spoke on the mic setup. Um, how are you feeling today? I feel great. Um, Illinois got the, the win over Michigan State. Nice little Big Ten battle. Uh, big win for Illinois. First place in the Big Ten Conference for now. Um, I'm just counting the days to to March Madness. Yeah, yeah. I uh, man, it's uh, I don't follow college basketball that much, but um, you know, when when there's no sports on and and hockey's not on, you know, I got ESPN Plus. I like watching that every once in a while. There's other stuff on there other than just sports that you know i mean sports related but you know it's nice but um you know i called this meeting because you know today was the the day that the they announced the hall of fame announcement and um as you know by now and as everybody else knows by now there was one voted in um inductee and the uh the red sox legend david ortiz um, round of applause for him, big poppy, getting it done, um, getting into the hall with, with some of the greatest of all time. And, um, how, how do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, I have nothing negative to say about him. No, I, I no, not about him. No, oh, I, I, just, like, I well, like, in general, well, let me, let me just start off then by saying congratulations to big poppy, much, much deserved honor. Um, if, you know, if it didn't happen this year, it was going to happen next year. Uh, it was only delaying the inevitable if it didn't happen this year. So I'm glad he got in. Um, did he deserve to be a first ballot hall of famer? Don't care. He was going to make it anyway. So it doesn't matter to me. Um, I I'm very happy for him. The guy, the guy was a masher. Um, we saw what he did to the Cardinals. He had a legendary career with the Boston Red Sox. He'll forever be attached to that team and forever be now forever be etched into uh, baseball glory. Um, as far as one person just making it, I think it's a travesty. Uh, I, I really do. I think it's an absolute travesty um, to a couple different players, specifically, you know, Barry Bonds um, and, and Roger Clemens. Um, Scott Rowland is a name that comes to mind. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of good players on that ballot and, and they're, they are good players. Um, and some that, you know, frankly, weren't, weren't going to make it, um, because of what happened to them. I mean, Tim Lincecum is, is one name that comes to mind and I'm sure we'll talk about him later, 
um, but to only vote one person in and that one person get in by just over two percentage points that you need to make it into the Hall of Fame speaks volumes to how much the voters were very split on a lot of these guys. And I think it's just an absolute travesty. Yeah. One of the things and I want to stay on David Ortiz for just a minute. One of the things that um, I noticed or sorry, not that I noticed, but that process through my head, you know, as I'm sitting there watching the video of him getting the phone call from the hall of fame and his very electric mm-hmm. suit coat mm-hmm. jacket, whatever the heck it was, you know, personality, you got, baby. You got, you got Pedro standing behind him and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, you have guys who, who, who come from America, who, you know, they are thrown into baseball. You know, they, they go to camps, you know, it just runs through their blood. And one of the things that stuck with me a lot was as I'm watching this happen, you know, a lot of the foreign players don't have an easy route. A lot of foreign players, you know, don't have a glove when they start. And for, for somebody of, of, David Ortiz magnitude or any other foreign player that's, that's been brought in, you know, not even necessarily foreign player, but you know, you, you've seen how these guys um, are brought up and it's just, you know, it's a, it's an amazing feeling to see these guys go from probably little to nothing up to a hall of fame career. And, um, you and, know, and I, want, I, I think you make a great point. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, I, I want to put this in perspective for you because uh, I know you've gotten or you've gained a, a pretty good appreciation of, of this player that I'm about to mention. Um, but put this in perspective for you, for yourself. Baseball has been, been around for a very, very long time. The first Latino to make it into the Baseball Hall of Fame was none other than the great and late Roberto Clemente in 1973, when, after he passed away in, in 1972. Think about that. It's not that long ago. Baseball's been around a really, 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 really long time. And, you know, I I, I commend you for for bringing this up about how, you know, the the foreign players have a difficult time. I mean, you got to think it's not just leaving their home. It's adapting to culture. It's adapting to language, learning the media, learning the fans. You know, if you go and watch these baseball games that are in the Dominican Republic, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Mexico, you see the fandom or the fanhood that's going on in those games. It's a completely different world. I mean, just look at the World Baseball Classic. Every time these Latin uh, teams are playing against each other, it's like it's a party. Like it's literally nonstop noise, music playing in the stands. I mean, it is just a different world. And the emotion that I, you know, I can't even imagine the emotion that Big Poppy was feeling. But to have a guy like Pedro Martinez behind you in your corner, I mean, that just speaks a lot to the ball player that you were. I mean, I think everybody agrees that Pedro Martinez is is one of the greatest pitchers in baseball. But it just goes to show you how how much hard work it, it takes to get to that point. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think any any major league ball player. Yeah, minor league ball players sure. speak on the fact that how difficult it is to get to the show, and yeah. Um, yeah. I mean it's just it's 
it's it's a kind of an out of body experience to sit there and process all this while you're while you're watching these two guys celebrate who had great careers, you know, who won World Series rings, but they haven't they haven't been where they are their entire life, you know. And I'm not saying it's just foreign players by any means, you know. There's there's ball players across the the the, the world that have mm-hmm. um, came up from nothing at times, but you know. Yeah. It, it's just it's an amazing thing to see and um hats off to uh david ortiz for for getting the call and um yeah it is like you were saying it is very um it's it's a travesty to just see one guy get in and i know the hall isn't for everybody um mm-hmm. but I, I i made a comment earlier to somebody that uh there's a lot of players that that didn't get a chance because they didn't meet the, the first threshold which right. is which is a crime and a lot of times you look at things and you go, you know, it just depends who's, who, who they're going up against. And that's not really fair to, to them at the point in their career when they retire. But at the same time, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I know a lot of people may not agree with it, but you know, I, I think, I think Jimmy Ballgame got snubbed hard. I mean, he's one of the best uh, defensive center fielders of all time. And, you know, he didn't even get a lick. I mean, he was done, I think, right. after his first year because right. he didn't get enough. And, um, you know, it is what it is at this point in time. But, I mean, to me, and, and I'll just transition right into it, I think it's time they need to figure it out, um, a better method to get this get this voting um, process under control because um, I know you noticed it. Everybody under the sun has noticed it. This nonsense, this absolute nonsense of – nobody voting or just putting one vote in for somebody. And it's not even the thing is, is it's not even like the guy from San Francisco that I saw his ballot that he had just giants, Jeff Kent, Tim Linscombe, dude, you're wasting a vote. Right. Yeah. Here's, here's my big take on this. Fuck them. Honestly, they don't deserve to, to be, uh, to be voting in general. Look, I can understand if you think one player is greater over the other, but don't let that impede that the other players were great too. Jeff Kent was a great second baseman, no doubt about it. I, I think he gets in eventually. It may not be for a couple of years, but I think he eventually gets in. I mean, when you – what, the most home runs by a second baseman? I mean, you know, it, it, there's not a lot of second basemen in general – in the baseball hall of fame. So, I mean, you can't just continue to snub a position. Something's going to happen for him, but to just say that Jeff Kent was the, the only, the only worthy person on your ballot, it doesn't make any sense. And then for the guys that don't vote in general, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Why are you wasting everybody's time? Like what point are you trying to make? What, what point are you making? You essentially saying that nobody on that ballot was worthy of, of your vote. And because guess what? Next year, when you go through this process, if you put one of those guys on there, everybody's, everybody's going to say, well, what the fuck happened last time? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you do it the fo- year before? Yep. Or the year before that? Like, what is the point of that? Like like Mark Saxon, right? I haven't I have not said anything about Mark Saxon and, and, and his Scott Rowland vote, but that was truly idiotic. Mm-hmm. How do you have Scott Rowland on one year and then take him off the next year? There is no logical explanation for that. Oh, well, we get 10 votes. Okay. 
I only get 10 votes. Okay. I don't care. I don't care. You should have thought about that last year. You should have thought about that last year. And the same goes for all these guys, all these fraud voters that think they run the Baseball Hall of Fame, essentially. They, they are the literally because of their inaction, Jimmy Ballgame gets snubbed. Mm-hmm. Scott mm-hmm. Rowland has to wait another year. Barry Bonds doesn't get in. Barry no. Bonds, the what? Seven-time MVP winner. Most home runs in baseball. Arguably one of the most dangerous hitters of all time. Most feared, I mean, absolutely. I mean, remember, he was I mean, walked with the bases loaded. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. What are we doing? Like, here, here's where I'm at with this. If we're going to continue to snub steroids and all this other stuff, but we're okay with, with you know, the Astros cheating and not doing anything about that, I, I'm not sure what what's the point of voting in general at all. Well, before we get into the actual votes themselves and such and such, um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I totally agree with that statement. I mean, you know, it's been said by numerous, many people that the whole um, McGuire Sosa home run chase of 98 brought baseball back. Of and, course. Um, then you essentially start snubbing those guys. And right now, Barry Bonds cannot enter the Hall of Fame from the writer's standpoint. Um, to me, you know, I was trying to process this earlier too. We're going to get, you know, 50, 60 years down the road. Let's just say this, you know, just for, for shits and grins. Say Barry Bonds never gets in by any vote because the writers didn't do it. And for whatever reason, never again. Let's just say that was his last chance ever. He's not getting there. And, um, you know, you look at things. And, you know, like I said, 60, 60, 70 years down the road, people are looking at the history of baseball and they say, why isn't the guy who has hit the most home runs in the Hall of Fame? Mm -hmm. Why is the guys that, you know, hit 70 before him not in the Hall of Fame? You know, and it's to me, it's you're towing a fine line with, with history and, you know, these random people who get voted in. Yeah. Again, I I can't say it enough, but it's, it's just an absolute travesty. Look, I I don't care if you're, if you're one of the writers that, and you're, you have a personal vendetta Mm -hmm. against Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens, like grow up. That's all I got to say. Well, just grow, grow up, grow a pair and say, you know what? I may not like you as a person, but you were a damn fine baseball player and you deserve to be in the hall of fame. It's not that hard. It really isn't that hard. It's it, no different with Pete Rose. It's no different with Pete Rose. Well, because he, he, yes, what he did was wrong and there's no, nothing. You know what? I get that, but that does not take away from his accomplishments on the baseball field. Mm-hmm. It, it does not. And, and to punish him continuously punish him for that. And, and punish people like Barry Bonds because of what he may did or didn't do, or Roger Clemens, what he may have done, what he didn't do, I think it's, it's bogus to me. It's just bogus. Like, nobody cares anymore. I guarantee you no fan really gives a freaking shit about steroid era anymore. Nobody. 
No, not only that, you have to put into perspective that uh, regardless of if you take steroids or not, because there's been plenty of guys that have been caught taking performance enhancing drugs that mm-hmm. uh, didn't really get anywhere. It's still hard to hit a baseball. Yeah. It's... You have to play the game. Yeah. Don't, yes. You might be stronger and the ball might go a little bit farther, but you still have to hit it. Yep. You still have to put it in play and you still have to field and you still have to pitch and you still have to do a lot of different things. Yes. I understand the performance enhancing aspect of it, but at the core of it, it is still a game that you, the individual have to perform and exceed at. Well, and, and I don't want to stick on this topic too deep, but you know, it's just like people looking at, looking at Yachty and saying, he's not a hall of famer to me, you know, to me, it's, it's, I feel like a lot of, a lot of these, these fringe baseball fans, fringe Yachty haters, fringe everything that, that just kind of throw out their opinion on things, you know, baseball is, is about talent and, you know, Yadier Molina will go down as one of the greatest catchers of all time. And yeah, he's a catcher. He, he, he's not out there to smash the ball, you know, and, and, the people that argue that say, oh, you know, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. It's 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 kind of questionable because, I mean, if you think that, then then you haven't watched. And um, well, well, here here's an interesting thing. Right. I, I saw this and I, it may have been Quinn or somebody like that. But uh, essentially the tweet read, you know, it's it'll be interesting how the conversation surrounding Yachty will be when we just voted in David Ortiz, whose merits of Baseball Hall of Fame were strictly offensive. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. That's why, that's why you, you, you look at things like, you know, uh, DH and stuff like that. And you're like, right. okay, cool. Yeah. You get in for hitting, but then we completely disregard defensive stats and, and, for a guy. And like, I think, do that. and I think that's going to be the biggest, uh, you, you know, this, it sounds weird, but I think that'll be the biggest argument for Yachty to get in. Uh, and, you know, I'm not sold that he's going to get on the first ballot. Do I think he's first ballot worthy? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Well, but because of how this these baseball writers are are constructed currently, it's not going to happen because that's who they are. They have shown us already that they literally do not care what anybody or the public perception is. But they will do what they want to do instead of going with what they see and what they know. What they should see is that Yadier Molina is deserving of a first ballot Hall of Fame. What they will do is not do that and probably vote him in probably in year three or four. I feel like he's going to get a Scott Rowland-ish like treatment. Is that fair? No. See, I, that's I, how it's set, it's being set up. I feel like Yadier's like, if, if, if it doesn't, and, and it's all going to surround who retires when, I mean, we don't have, honest to God, we don't have any great players that are, are getting ready to retire except for him and Pujols. Um, well, and, and, the true test will be Buster Posey. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. A true test will be Buster Posey. Yeah. Because if Buster Posey gets in on his first ballot, I will be damned if Yadier Molina doesn't. I'm telling you right now, you better not talk to me that day if Yadier Molina doesn't get in on his first try, but Buster Posey does. Do yeah. not talk to me that day. Well, and, and, and I mean, a lot of these guys that Yachty's going to be going up against are these guys who are just now going on the ballot now and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I, and I think, I mean, I, I think, I think 
Yadier Molina gets in within the first three three times. If well, it's not the I, first time, it's the first three times. I, I agree with that. I, I Like I said, I think he's on a Scott Rowland tra, tra, uh, trajectory right now. But, again, I, I don't think a sensible baseball writer would see what Yadier Molina has done over his career mm-hmm. and not say, man, that was Hall of Fame worthy. I don't see how you can't. I I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't see how you, you can't say that. Yeah. I mean, yes, he has not been a prolific hitting catcher, but the body of work defensively coupled by a pretty good hitting, uh, pretty good hitting career Mm -hmm. says it all. Yeah. Well, just because you're in at it, you're not, you know, you're not the best at one area doesn't mean you shouldn't get in. The guy has the third most gold gloves at the position, more platinum gloves than anybody at his position in baseball. I mean, that, but no, you know what? I'm going to calm down before I get too worked up. No, I wasn't going to go. I wasn't even going to mention Yadier Molina this podcast. And here you are, got me all riled up. Well, I just, I, I, just with these guys that are I just need some I need Wordle. I need Wordle to come out with more. I'm I'm like that <laughs> Dave Chappelle meme where it's like you got any more Wordle? <laughs> yeah. So well, I mean on the bright side of things, uh things are trending well for Albert Pools to go first ballot. Oh th- look, <laughs> if there was ever a unanimous like 100 percent it would be our pools. Yeah, I don't see how you can at that point. If, if, if he doesn't get a hundred percent Whoever that writer is, uh, ooh, that guy's going to have a real hard It'll be time an anonymous guy like these other Oh, guys. I guarantee it, too. It's probably Mark Saxon. <laughs> so, no, nah, nah, I can't see that because he'll, he'll definitely vote him in. So, I guess um, going into the next step of this whole process, what do you feel is the best way to vote? Honestly, I don't hate the 10 vote rule, Mm -hmm. but you should have to minimally put three down. Yeah, you have to have you should have to have a minimum. You have to have a floor and the floor cannot be zero, one or two. Uh That makes no sense to me. You have to vote at least three in. If you've got the if you've got the ability to vote. I don't know why you're wasting it. And I think that if I, I think here's my floor is you have two years of zero ballot and you're gone. I'm, I'm sorry, revoke your privileges, get rid of it, but you're wasting my time. You're wasting some damn good baseball players time. And I know some guys just don't give a shit about getting in the hall of fame, but you know, it, it, it solidifies their careers and right. You know, you don't if, play as long as you do and, and work as hard as you do just for nothing. Like oh, no. I know Roger Clemens said what he said, but if you don't think it would, he would have gone up on that podium and said, this is one of the greatest honors of my lifetime. I worked so hard for this. Then you're kidding yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, I mean, I think that, I think that's the easiest way to, to push this along. Now the downside of the, of the minimum vote is that what if you get a year where there's literally you, you have I want to say scrubs obviously but yeah. like you know that they're not Hall of Fame worthy but you have to vote people in right um, what do you do about those cases but even then 
I don't think that should even get in your way of voting people into the Hall of Fame. Look, these guys are the best of the best for a reason. There's a reason they're on that ballot, right? Or what you do is say, if you have a guy like Tim, Tim Lincecum, who didn't even play, what, 10 years? Yeah, I, don't 15 years. I don't think he right. played then, then put a minimum year limit on you have to have played 10 years to be eligible for the Hall of Fame. Well, and I think that's fair because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of players that are going to be Hall of Fame worthy (laughs) shorter than 10 years. So you should have to be able to meet a minimum requirement as a baseball player, as well as throwing in that the Hall of Fame voters have to vote a minimum amount, too. Yeah. I think that's I think that's fair. That, that, I would say that's probably fair. And it looks like Tim Linscombe did hit a 10-year career. He had nine with San Francisco and one with uh, the Angels. That, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But I, and, but he's a, he's a very curious case because he was very, very dominant. He was – okay, Here, for, here's some weird – I've stuff. got his stats pulled up now. And, you know, he was dominant for five years. I mean yeah. – after that, I don't know if he hit injury or what happened. Yeah, it but, was injury. Uh, he just kind of just fell off. So I yeah, and uh, that and those are the cases where it's like, look, he was dominant for five years. That's great, but Hall of Fame players are dominant for an entire lifetime. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So I mean, are you? I guess I guess what my question was to keep it to keep it. Um, do you continue letting the baseball writers vote or do you go another route? Yeah, that was an interesting question. I'm, I'm on my way home and they were talking about how we change the voting. And one of the, the ideas that was thrown out there was why not like former, like a, a, a I guess a, a team of former coaches, you know, even hall of fame coaches and players vote for hall of fame players, you yeah. know? Um, I thought that that was an okay idea. Um, but I've got to be honest. I, I, I think the meth, no, I don't think this method is fine. I think having writers vote them in is fine, but you have to, you have to incentivize them to vote. Not, not voting for no one does not do it. It just does not move the needle for me. Like, again, we talk about how much the baseball commissioner is ruining baseball. The riders are no different in this case. It's it's so much. It's so true. The riders are literally just throwing everything into the wind and saying, ah, fuck it. Wherever it lands, it lands. I don't care. So you have to incentivize the baseball riders to also vote. You know, we, we should have got Brendan Schaefer on this one. He would have been a good person to talk to through this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. I mean, they should. I mean, they should. I mean, that should be a stipulation. If you sign up, you know, you're going to vote. I mean, yeah. the thing is, is I get it. I get it. If there is nobody on the ballot that really moves the needle, I understand. But you were looking at generational talent. That's that right. was on this year's ballot. That look, uh, again, less like what less than one percent of people born born make it to the major leagues. Mm-hmm. You're literally talking about a, a microscopic amount of people, and you can't have personal vendettas against every single one of them. Correct. Like it's not possible. Like I think there are certain like look, Andrew Jones is a really good case. Mm-hmm. Personally. 
I thought he was a good player. I didn't think he was ever great. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think he was ever great. I don't think he was that much better than Jim Edmonds. Nope, he wouldn't. He had a few more home runs. That's, yeah, that's a, I mean, a... I personally don't think so. But I can see why people would want him in. He's uh-huh. a good player. Yeah. But he's a guy that maybe gets in on his sixth, seventh year. Yeah. So I can understand not voting for him this time. But then later on in, inter- in iterations that come up, yeah, I expect to see more people vote for him. It's no different than Scott Rowland right now. Scott Rowland should be in the Hall of Fame this year. I, I know that. Yeah. No, but, I agree. Uh, but each year he has got he's increased. And this year was his biggest tally. He's at 63%. Mm-hmm, is that mm-hmm. is that foreboding, you know, is that foreboding next or you know, foreshadowing next year? Not necessarily, because if if he was, he'd probably be in like the 70%. That would make me that would make me say, yeah, he's definitely in well. Next year. <clears throat> here's where I say he's in. You have a bunch of names coming off the books, a bunch mm-hmm. of names coming off the books. So, I mean, and I think you're going to get, I think you're going to pick up enough votes next year where he's, he's almost a shoe in. Um, so I, I don't really, I don't really feel like it's, it's not going to get there with, with, with the people's that the people's, the people that are coming off. Uh, I, I don't think there's a doubt in my mind that, that he will not be in the hall of fame next year, but what cap does he wear? Does he wear a Cardinals cap? Does he wear a Phillies cap? Oh, stop. He's I'm just saying. Wear, I'm just saying. He's going to wear a Cardinals cap. I, I hope so. I we hope all so. know it. I hope Look, so. Here, it was, I wish I had a, a, a way to know who's coming off the ballot next year. But when I'm looking at the ballot from this year, knowing, knowing that, you know, just looking at the names that I, I see, you know, I, I feel – I feel a little slight. I feel slighted for Todd Helton. I feel like he definitely deserves to be in. I think he was a he was a re- a very good player, um, a very underrated player too. Um, but the rest of the look the, the names that I see off the top, you know, Manny Ramirez maybe, Alex Rodriguez maybe, Scott Rowland definitely should be in. Gary Sheffield maybe, Sammy Sosa probably should be in but you got to look at it too with him with how does he get him but not mac i i i agree I, but i thought i think mark mcguire should have been in too <laughs> i mean there's i don't i don't disagree with that and it's kind of weird to see sammy sosa's name on this how long has he been on here <laughs> i think he was on year 10 is he on year 10 as well mm-hmm. i uh, think well, he's done well then he's done too so it doesn't matter. i'm telling you a ton of names are coming off yeah, I mean, I, I look at this list. You know, I'm going to read this one column to you, and you tell me how many uh, Hall of Famers are on this column. Ready? Mm-hmm. Andre Jones, yay or nay? Uh, fringe. So I'm going to go nay if I'm on the fence. Okay. Kent? Yeah, some point. Okay. Lincecum? No. Morneau? Justin Morneau? Justin Morneau? No. Joe Nathan? Mm. maybe a 10th year but not a he's a fringe guy for me so no yep okay obviously we both agree david ortiz would get in uh jonathan papelbon absolutely not jake peavy no (laughs) andy pettit um fringe so no aj pierzynski cardinals legend absolutely not but yeah. 
So I just gave you 10 players that you would say no to, and I would outside of David Ortiz. So nine players that you pretty much would say no, or maybe to mm-hmm. that is a third of the ballot. Yeah. And you just said no to a third of the ballot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my, and that, and that's why I, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, it's an imperfect process, but what are we supposed to do? How do you change it? What do you do? What these players are deserving to be on there for sure, but not everybody's going to make it. And I, I get the plight of the writers and saying like, well, I'm going to vote for people like Perzinski. I know he yeah. was, I mean, he was a, a, a good ball player, but it's not great. No. Jake Evie wasn't great. So the only name on that list that I would say has a really good shot of making it is Andy Pettit. Yeah, like, like I said, he was because he was a winner. Yeah, so there's four guys coming off the ballot next year, um, okay. not including David Ortiz because he's off. But so five names. Right. So um, at the top of the list, after that, you've got actually, honest to God, after that, Scott Rowland moves to the top with sixty three percent, and then you go Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, who's on his seventh year, um, and then Andre Jones. Like if, yeah. Man, I, 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 there's no doubt in my mind Scott Rowling gets in next year, um, but it's just. I, I would hope so, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold. I'm not sold. Uh, but I look at the list of players on here, and I honestly, I'm going to predict it now. Either one or zero get in next year. Really? Yes. Unless there's a name that comes off is coming in. Next year, that is that is an absolute surefire Hall of Famer. Um, if, can, if you can find those names real quick, I don't think so, man. I mean, you got to think think about the time that these some of these people on their first go retired. You're looking at Ryan Howard, Mark Teixeira, Justin Morneau, Papel. I mean, Papelbon and Morneau are off the ballot. They didn't get five percent. So, okay, hold on. I mean, hold on. Mark Burley will be on there next year. Tory Hunter. I mean, it's uh, here's what I'm going to say. Tory Hunter is not a bad one, but good ball player. But I could, I, I don't even have to look at his stats. I know his are less than, than Jim Edmonds. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's sad to me. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty tough one. I need to see who Carlos Beltran is going on there. <laughs> That'll be an interesting case. Well, I mean, he's probably one of the, Best switch hitters. I mean, yeah, it'll be an interesting case. Hey, Jacoby Ellsbury will be on there. Absolutely not. You want to vote for him? No. Hmm. I just, uh, hey, oh, Johnny Peralta. <laughs> Johanny. Johanny. Yeah. Again, I'm looking at who's potentially going to be on there. And I'm telling you, <laughs> if, if Tory Hunter gets in, he might be that one person. But I, I'm going to stick with my prediction: zero to one, zero to one person will get it. So I'm going to throw some numbers at you, okay? Okay. Tory Hunter eclipsed the five percent to stay on the ballot, okay? Good. Um, his WAR, 19 years, 19 year career, okay? 50.7, mm-hmm. 8,000 at bats, 8,857, 24, 52 on the hits. 353 home runs with a batting average of 277. Now these are the basic stats, blah, blah, blah. So then we come across to a guy who played 17 years in the majors 
um, one, um, you know, World Series title. Um, so his WAR sixty, only sixty eight hundred at bats, nineteen thousand four hundred or nineteen thousand forty nine hits. 393 home runs, which is 40 more than Torrey Hunter, and a lifetime average of 284. Um, their their personal their personal accomplishments are Torrey Hunter's nine gold gloves to this person's eight, and um, five time to four time All Star. Torrey Hunter's never won a World Series, but Torrey Hunter continues on the ballot because he got five percent. Are you comparing him to Jimmy? I am. Yeah. I- Look, it's, it's, it's a fine Again. line because why are you cutting people off? You know, I, I mean, you can't here, – here's, where, here's where, where I find it tough. Why are you – why are they putting a limit on people when they come into a, a, a Hall of Fame class that is absolutely loaded? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you're, you're, you're just it's, – it's unfair to the, to the player – in my mm-hmm. eyes, I mean, you can't. I don't know who was in Jimmy's class, but at the same time, I mean, he he played two years less than than Tory Hunter, but Tory Hunter get to stay in for what, you know? Yeah, I. This is. Uh, it it just makes you again. It just makes you wonder, you know, what can be done about this process. You know, fortunately, they put some. Uh, safeguards like the the what is it the today or whatever yeah today today's players or whatever yeah and i i like that i uh i think that's how some players will circumnavigate maybe bonds perhaps uh clemens will will make it into the hall of fame but it shouldn't come to that um that's only if you know that that's like a in case the writers made a, a grave mistake, right? Um, and they did not include somebody. Um, uh, you know, another thought that I that I heard was is keep players on the ballot indefinitely. You know, um, I don't know how I feel about that, but it's certainly a thought. Um, it, you know, instead of having to deal with well, who doesn't save on the ballot and who does. Um, but then the ballot becomes this massive list and you, you really can't control that. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, sorry, I, I hate, I hate sticking with this because I know it, we probably just need to <laughs> move on to the next thing here, but, um, well, you're very passionate about Jim Edmonds. I get it. I just, uh, he, he got snubbed. Like I agree. I, I totally agree with you. Here's who was on the list the year that he, that the, that the voting occurred. Um, Griffey Piazza Bagwell, uh, Tim Raines, who's in the Hall of Fame, Trevor Hoffman, Schilling, Clemens, Bonds, Edgar Martinez, who's in the Hall of Fame for designated mm-hmm. hitting, um, Musina, Hall of Fame, Trammell, Hall of Fame, Lee Smith, Hall of Fame. I mean, Sammy Sosa that year was the the last guy to, to continue voting, and he was at 7%. Edmonds was at 2.5. Yeah, Uh unfortunate timing to be honest and that's what that's what i'm saying how do you i mean then you get honest to god like this year's class the bottom half of it was kind of you know it was it was a it was just kind of some 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 guys that their names are just in there you know it's like how do you prevent that from happening to where you get one guy who had a great career 
get thrown in with some of the best ball players of all time to, you know, this year where there's six, seven, eight names that are like, damn, they were great ball players. The rest are just kind of, uh, you know, well, I'm looking at the baseballhalloffame.org and here, here are the eligibles for next year. Carlos, Carlos Beltran is probably the most well-known name. Mm-hmm. Matt Cain is going to be on there. Who? Matt Cain? Yeah, Matt oh, Cain. That, that Matt Cain. Okay. Um, Andre Ethier, um, who if he was not injured, I think probably would have gone on to do a lot of great things. He was a very good ball player. Um, John Lackey is on it. Wow. I can't believe he's been out that long. Yeah. Mike Napoli. Uh, Jahani, like we said. Here's a a really good one. Here's a really, really good one. K-Rod. Francisco Rodriguez. Wow. Single single season save record was 62 in 2008 which feels like eons ago. Um, fourth best all time in, with 437 saves. It's a lot. Um, in, four, in 948 games, he has a 2.86 ERA with 1,142 strikeouts. It's pretty good. Um, Houston Street, never heard of him. Jared Weaver. Houston Plus, Street, he pitched for the... Yeah, I, I was kidding. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my apologies. Yeah, Jared Weaver. Um, and Jason Worth. J- Jason Worth has been out that long. Yeah. So oh, he, he, here's the thing. There's only there's two players that are on that list that I just gave you mm-hmm. that have a chance of making it, but probably won't make it on their first ballot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could. I, I that's why I feel like I feel like Roland is a shoe in next year. I, mean, I, I, I just think, don't know, though. I just don't know that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, look, you've got people like Mark Saxon taking him off the ballot and then not putting him on. Well, now, yeah. Mark, I guarantee you, Mark Saxon next year is going to be like, well, well, <laughs> all the players that I voted for last year are gone now. So yeah. I have to put Scott Rowland in. Like, what? Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, how do you defend that? I, I don't get that. That's what I don't understand. Here, here's here. And here's why. And here's why you may have a point on um, Scott Rowland gets in. Because there are really, really good names for 20, uh, 2024. There's two names in particular that I see on here that have a really, really good shot at getting in on the first time. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Here's your 2024 eligible. Okay. Jose Bautista. Adrian Beltre. Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Adrian Gonzalez, our boy, Matt Holliday, Jim Johnson, Victor Martinez, Joe Maurer, Brandon Phillips, Jose Reyes, James Shields, and Chase Utley, David Wright, Brad Ziegler. There's a lot of names on there, but there's only two that I think have a shot. Tell me the names because I don't see any Hall of Famers in that category. Oh wow, really? In that in that list, you don't see a single one. No, no. I I think Adrian Beltre gets in. You think? Not on the first ballot. Oh well, okay. I'm just saying. Okay, 
Okay. Are you talking first ballot then? No, I'm just thinking of overall, you know, to me, okay. They're not like, they don't stick out like this class that we've got now. You know, it's not like, oh, wow, that guy's a great ball player. Hall Adrian Beltre has over 3,000 hits, so. Well, oh, I mean, fair. That's a fair statement. That's Joe Maurer has 3,000 hits, doesn't he? Um, Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Joe Maurer is the true litmus test for Yadier Molina, though. Uh, Yadier Molina is getting in, no doubt, Mama. No, no, I, I know that. I'm just saying, if Joe Maurer gets in first ballot, I better see Yadier Molina. Oh, absolutely. I don't think Joe Maurer gets in first ballot. I hope not. Ooh, I'm going to be so freaking pissed. If- <laughs> you want to you hear the percent that Mark McGuire got his last year on the ballot? I think it was, what, like 6%, something like that? 12.3, 54 votes. What a joke. For a guy who hit – Regardless of what he did, who hit 70 home runs in a season. Boy, 2025 eligibility is going to come down to CC's. Oh, <laughs> okay. 2025, there's going to be one shoe in. Yeah. Ichiro. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he will easily be in. There's no reason why he won't be in. Um, 2026. As far as I can see, uh, no one. 2027, Buster Posey is up for Hall of Fame election in 2027. So, but that's a long way from now. We're Absolutely. not going to worry. But let's, <laughs> um, worry about that one. let's, let's, let's end this on one thing. Still sticking with the Hall of Fame stuff. Sure. Still sticking with uh, St. Louis. Um, what? I love St. Louis. What, in your eyes, does Adam Wainwright need to do in this probably final season? Wow. To not only get in. Give him a shot. Give him a shot. Because I, I think, I to me, I think he eclipses the 5%. But over the course of a 10-year span, does he get to that number? And what is, what do you, I mean, what do you think he needs to do to, in this final year, to get there? Well, he's got to pitch a full season, no doubt in my mind. You can't uh, – he has to stay healthy. It has to happen. I'm trying to look at some stats right now just to be on the safe side here. He's at 184 wins right now. Uh He needs 16 to break – or to at least get to 200. Uh-huh. If he hits 200 wins, I think that's a pretty good indicator of where that's going. He's got a lifetime ERA of 3.35. That's pretty good. Um, interestingly enough, he's being compared to careers as uh, Roy Oswalt and Roy Holiday. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, both of them are probably Hall of Fame pitchers. Um, Roy Holiday, I think, is definitely a, a Hall of Fame pitcher. Um, and if that's the case, if they're going to be compared to those two, I don't see how you can't throw him into the conversation. Here, here's what I what I would say then: if he can have a, a duplicate season of seventeen and seven. 16 and seven, something like that. I think he's got a pretty strong case. 
and he's got to pitch well. There's no doubt about that. You can't, this can't be some, you know, fluke shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he has the the numbers right now to get in, but if he, if he eclipses that 200 mark, um, let's see where his K's are at. Sorry. That's something I want to look at too. Uh, Over 2000, 2004. Yeah, that's a, that's a, again, that's a pretty strong indicator to me. Um, Again, ERA point, you know, 3.35. Usually they kind of give you an, an opportunity to see. He's just, you know, so baseball reference has like the, the hall of fame statistics and, Mm-hmm. And where p- pitchers' averages are. So for pitching, you you know, for black ink it says, or Hall of Fame standards. Here you go. Uh, pitching, he's at a forty, and an average Hall of Famer is fifty. Um. So he's got he's got to thread a he's got to thread some needles here. I mean, um, I, I really think it's actually interesting how they grade that. So I would encourage anybody to go to baseballreference.com and look at how they score these things. But he scores at a 40 and an average Hall of Fame pitcher scores at a 50. That's that's really tough. I mean, he's got a lot of work cut out. Do I think maybe he gets in in year seven, eight or nine, maybe 10? It's possible. I think another World Series championship would definitely boost that um, because you have to be great to, to, to make it that far and get, put yourself in a position to win. Um, but that's not always up to the pitcher, right? That's also a team game. That's why it's a team sport. Yeah. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with what I said. If he can eclipse 200 wins, I think he's got a good shot. Yeah, I, I think I – think... Um, uh, obviously, you know, like we've talked about all night, um, it's just who, who, who you're up against. And, um, that first year, man, if, if, if all three of the, the, some of the best Cardinals of all time, you're going to have that battle there at the bottom, not for the, the, not for the other two, but you know, you could get pushed down to the bottom, but I I don't think, I, I don't think in my mind at all that, uh, Wainwright, does not eclipse that 5%. It's just, does he get in with that first 10 years? Um, I will say, I think a lot of fans, um, it's more of uh, the recency stuff that they, that they bank his career on. They, they, a lot of people don't realize and understand how great of a, a career um, Adam Wainwright had until he got injured. Yeah. And um, I mean, he's, he's, brought it back in these last few years, but I mean, he had four years that were rough, you know, it was like, do they bring him back? You know, what do they do? Um, I, I would mean, say, and this is going to be my final answer. Yeah. I say that, that if he does get 200 wins, um, somewhere in that 10 years, it happens. Um, if he does not hit 10, if he does not hit 200, he's at 198, 199. Um, I, I do think at some point in time, he does get in. Um, and that, that's not really biased to me. It's just looking at his stats compared with some other people that I, that I looked at last year, because, mm-hmm. you know, he's pushing close to that 200 mark. Um, but I do think, I do think if he does hit 200, no doubt somewhere in there. Um, if not, you know, I think at some point, but it won't be for sure as much confidence on my end that he does. But I mean, 
you got to look at the players that have retired, you know, in the past five, 10, five, six, seven years, um, and who will continue to retire moving forward on what he's up against. And um, I mean, we're seeing a great crop of kids coming up now that are mm. going to have an absolutely disastrous time whenever they retire because mm. it's such a good class. But I mean, we haven't seen great ball players in recent years retire. It's, no. You know, the David Ortiz and, and everything like it, that. It, it comes and goes in waves. And that's why I kind of looked at ahead and prospectively looked at the list of names that were coming. And that's why, that's why, again, I'm sticking to my zero to one for next year. But again, if you're telling me that whoever's coming up is going to be on there again, we both said it, there aren't any, there's not anybody on the list that I named that you're like, yes, for sure. Fire hall of famer year one. And there are not many that are year twos or year threes. There are players on there that are not going to get in. Mm-hmm. And we know that, that, that don't deserve to get in. Absolutely. So I, I, I honestly think that, you know, there's going to be a very big lull until some of these big names retire, like Wainwright, Yadier Molina, Pujols. You've got it, you know, the, the days of all those, you know, the 90s and early 2000s players, that, that day has come. Um, and now we wait for uh, the, the 2010s and on and, and see where that takes us. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I fully agree. And it's just, it shouldn't, I guess at my eyes, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it shouldn't be a battle against the great baseball players you have played around to decide right. your fate on the ballot. And I think, you know, in the past five, 10 years, that has been the case, but you know, I think it's going to kind of get uh, a little thin for the next few years until we see, you know, the pools, the Yachty's retiring to actually really thicken up that crop of Hall of Famers again. And um, you're, you're absolutely right. I think we could see some years here in the near future where we don't see anybody go in. And that's fine um, because it should just be the greatest of ball players. But yeah. I think, you know, there's not a there's not a ceiling on greatness. Um so, uh, hey, can I leave you with this last stat before we oh, go? I love stats. Are you ready for this? Uh huh. David Ortiz's career OBP was 380. Barry Bonds's career OBP, if you turned all 762 of his home runs into outs, 384. <laughs> Criminal. That's how, that's how good he was. Criminal. I, I don't care. Again, I don't care how many times he shot up or he took anything or any of these guys took anything. Yeah. A lot of them saved baseball. And Travis. <clears throat> well, and look, he David Ortiz also failed a PD, PED test, but because he's a good guy, we're you know, we we turn our cheek. So why don't they <sighs> I, I know just let it stew me. No, just let it stew me. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you on this. It's we're in the technological age. Obviously, that's where we're at in life. Yeah, I don't know. Why don't we have a a fan vote? You get one vote. Yeah, um, that's a that's an interesting thought. I mean, they let the All Star Game be voted by fans, and well, you, get, you, get one, you get one vote. I mean, because I don't want to do this whole ten bullshit. Because then you know you got you got a sporadic. Um, retweet for 
Jeff Kent to get into the Hall of Fame. Let's tweet San Francisco fans. Let's get Tim Linscombe to the Hall of Fame. You get one freaking vote. Who's it go to? You know? I, I I would leave the fans out of it. Too much bias. And no, you're right. But but too much bias. Look at the writers too. Could you imagine? Like hell yeah. Hey fans, do you think Jeff Kent or Scott Rowland should get in? All the Cubs fans would be like, nah, fuck Scott Rowland. Well, I don't know if they'd say fuck Scott Rowland, but. I, I do think <laughs> you I get do, my point. No, I get it. I just think that man. I don't know. I've got no. It'd be like me saying like if Derek Lee were on there, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not voting for Derek Lee. Why would I vote for Derek Lee? <laughs> Derek Lee got zero votes whenever he was up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, Those are some fun times. Though. Yeah. I don't. Know, Steve Bartman would get all of my. All of my Hall of Fame votes. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, man. Well, I guess we'll we'll close up shop tonight. Hopefully, within the month within the month time span, we can kick it up again to start talking some some baseball. That's well, I I, I think I have a prediction. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna bring out the the calendar. Hold on. Okay. I get the calendar out here. Because you notice, you notice they've been kicking up these combos a little I'm bit. I'm just more. saying. I'm just saying. That's why the calendar's coming out. Let me look. Let me look at it. Let me look here. Pitchers and catchers report when the fourteenth or right? No, I don't. I don't know. I thought it was the end of February. Was it the end of February? I'll Google it real quick. Okay. Yeah, you give me that date first, <clears throat> and then I'll give you my my prediction. It is. I thought it's usually that oh, second week. It does. Countdown is based on pitchers and catchers reporting on February 14th, so Valentine's Day. That'll go over swimmingly for some of those lovely folks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that pitchers and catchers will get pushed back to the 21st, mm-hmm. and the deal will be struck on February 10th or the 11th. And that's how we get the baseball season rolling. Okay. 10th or 11th, but they push it back one week. Not, and they will announce that and say, look, we're pushing this back a week, but we're getting a deal finalized Thursday, Friday. The yeah, I think, I think the, uh, the activity that's bumped up this past couple of days is really speaking volumes for what's going to be taking place here in the coming weeks. But I, I do think, I do think that they get something done here within the next four, five weeks. If um, they know sure. what's good for them, they will do it. <laughs> if they know what's good for them, they will do it. What's good for the sport. Again, I said it earlier. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm 1000% behind the baseball commissioner, but the players also have a responsibility to get a product on the field too. Oh, it's yeah. not just the owners. Yeah. So and we I hit ourselves with that, but I, I tend to say, that yes, the commissioner and his team also need to do their part. Sometimes you just gotta lay down and take it. And yeah, it is. You know, they, they got money to hand out. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, are, are you done? Because I'm I'm done. If you're done. Uh, well, if you're gonna kick me off, that's fine. Wordle got out. All right, guys. If you want to subscribe to the Turning Two Podcast, you can check us out iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. If you got one of them. Uh, Google products, Androids, whatever the hell they are. Um, other than that, we'll see you hopefully soon with some great baseball news. Um, for me and the Wordle God, peace. <laughs>